0: go. You are listening to Law and Gospel on this rumination Thursday, October the 14th in the year of our Lord 2021. All right, Pastor Reimnich, one of the things we keep talking about in Law and Gospel is that there are unintended consequences for sin. In other words, when someone does a sin, they don't intend to have bad consequences, but God builds in to the practice of sin, bad consequences. And we have two examples of that today. One is from China and the other is from the United States. So would you begin by talking about the consequence that China has experienced?
1: Yeah. Yes. It was, um, Several articles I had sent to you, and I thought it would be good for us to take a look at unintended consequences due to sin. And one of them with China is their forced abortion policy that they began in 1979. Back in 1979, they went with the one-child policy per family, which meant that and they preferred having boys over girls, so they encouraged abortion within uh, their uh, society. And as an unintended consequence of, of, of that, you, you fast forward to 2015, and they had to drop the one-child policy to go to a three-child policy. And they were finding that uh, their population was was on a downward trend as a result of their of their abortion policy.
0: Yes. And there were a couple of things that were happening in this downward trend. And number one, their economy was underperforming. And that was in part a consequence of the one child policy. And the second thing, real estate was a key part of China's rapid economic growth But now, supply has outpaced demand. And they talked about that in the Financial Times, they now have enough empty apartment buildings in China to house 90 million people. And there's nobody wanting to take them. Because what happened was that they lost 100 million people, a uh, 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 low amount, because they wanted just boys, and therefore all the girls were aborted. In, not, in 2016, there were approximately only, there are 30 million more boys in China than girls. And the one-child policy, according to one statistic, prevented 400 million births. And now they're finding the bad consequences of that policy.
1: Imagine those 400 million births, how many of them were were probably abortions on top of that. It doesn't really define what, What the communists uh, called a preventable birth.
0: Right. Their population is expected to shrink from 1.4 billion to 1.3 billion by 2015. In 1970s, the average Chinese woman had five children. Today, the average Chinese family is composed of just over three people, husband, wife, and one child, because of the one-child policy introduced in 1979. But as you said, though the Communist Party is deeply immoral, they are not insane, and they knew the problem had to be dealt with. They now have understood how Marxism is not conducive to a prosperous society. They should have figured that out with the failure of the Russian Communism. So in 2015, you mentioned China dropped the one-child policy in favor of a three-child policy, but the damage has already been done.
1: Well, it's not only the damage that's already been done. Is they're getting a kind of a lukewarm response in China. A lot of couples prefer not multiple ch- children due to the rising cost of of er- er- children. So their their focus is financial instead of family oriented. So they they've kind of undone their own culture with the, uh, with uh, the nuclear family.
0: Right. They. The, the people were so used to the, just the one child that it is so expensive to have more than one in China because of the education situation that it's really hard to get families to have more than one child. And that's yeah. a great consequence of that sin of abortion.
1: Well, and there again, it's a uh, leaving behind a Biblical foundation And there is no biblical foundation And for them the foundation is The state And the state probably uh, With Marxism Revolves around um, Well abortion Obviously was a problem But uh, Revolves around Evolution the, The whole theory of evolution Don't you think
0: Yes, the traditional pro-family stance of Chinese culture was during this time forcibly suppressed over the course of decades by the Communist Party. And it was done on the basis of these Western ideologies of Marx and Malthus. So the Chinese are simply getting what they gave birth to.
1: You know what Malthus theory is? Go ahead. It it was developed by a guy by the name of Malthus back around 1798 who said that uh, population grows exponentially. It outstrips the resources which you can to sustain a population. He'd come up with a formula, which... Of course, was kind of disproved by the by the year 1860. The population in the United States grew, like like he said it would, but it never outstripped the the resources.
0: Yes, what's outstripping the resources today is the virus, because there are many truck drivers not permitted any longer to drive their trucks and so we've got a lot of grocery stores that have empty shelves and that's because of the way that the virus has been handled inappropriately
1: uh, that's an interesting i never had thought of that before but uh, you know and in and, and the virus itself they're showing that it was a man-made virus it wasn't uh and it's an unintended consequence of what's happened to us
0: Yes, and once more, that came out of China. And, you know, you had sent me a chart of the various diseases, and there was a Spanish flu, there was a Russian sickness, but for some reason, they don't want to call this virus the Chinese virus. And what? why do you think that
1: is? Political correctness.
0: Yep, yep, exactly. So... The article ends on a good note. As Christians, we believe in the divine injunction to be fruitful and multiply, that children are a gift from the Lord, and that humans made in the image of God are of intrinsic, infinite value. In the post-enlightenment period, Anti-Christian philosophies that denigrated the dignity of humanity were espoused from the mouths even of priests. That is the philosophy the Chinese government adopted. Now they are paying for it.
1: I think that was a, in that, that uh with what we were talking about in terms of evolution that man's an animal of some sort and uh, at least the denigration that we spoke about of, of mankind and we see that in the Marxist theology.
0: Yes, and so what we have here is a perfect example of how sin results in consequences that were unintended. I have said for a long time that every time a politician indicates here's a law that we should make, they should also indicate the possible negative consequences of that law. Now, for example, there are folks that are insisting that when you work at McDonald's, you get $12 an hour. So I just saw a sign at McDonald's where they are paying $12 an hour for workers. And at White Castle, they're paying $13.50 an hour. But they have also, therefore, put together some projects where they don't need as many workers in the building. People can order, Mm -hmm. pick it up, and they also... (laughs) If you go to McDonald's, uh, I stopped going to this one. Um, There's a voice that comes out, telling you what you want to order and encouraging you to order something. And it's a voice that's on a tape. It sounds like she's from a different country. Oh, yeah.
1: Okay.
0: So that's how they're saving a lot of money. In that Uh, these people want to go to $12 an hour? Well, we'll show them. We just won't need to hire as many people with these newfangled ways of of doing business. And so once more, there was a law that people want to pass, but they don't indicate and realize that they're really going to be not having a job.
1: And, you know... When you talk about unintended consequence, uh, one that we've seen really go out there was this whole movement of of defund the police departments, which happened in several of our larger cities, which gave rise to, to more crime within the city.
0: Yes, and you've got some crazy attorneys not putting people in jail Because that is so unfair and this kind of thing. And then they wonder why the crime is going up. And they don't understand the Christian point of view of the first use of the law that the government is supposed to take care of crime, not permit it, because they feel sorry for the criminals. Right. It's ridiculous.
1: And then you also get rise to the conspiracy theories that say that they're allowing them to run the streets so that they can give more police state in in order. So it's unending on both sides.
0: Now, the second item we talked about that we can speak on right now is the unintended consequences on the part of Americans who are living either without a spouse or partner or living with one, but they are not married. And so the article you sent me said that 38% of U.S. adults in 2019 were neither living with a spouse or other romantic partner. In contrast, to 53% of adults who were married and at that same time, 6% of adults were cohabiting in 2019 up from 4% in 1990 and the article shows a lot of problems that they are having, people who are living together but not married.
1: Right. He gives rise to a lot of different things, but, uh, who are that? the question I raise is what, what portion of the population is this that's giving rise and not getting married or don't see themselves as being married?
0: Well, it says in the article that a lot of the young people have as their goal to be not getting married because they wanna really advance in the area of business. I mean, you hear this yeah. from women's groups that we need to have more women in the workplace so that they could become the presidents of the con- company, etc. And they don't realize last September in 2020, 15,000, 000- no, I'm sorry. 70,000 women left the business area to go and return home to be with her children. And so, right now, the report states that marriage rates have reached their lowest point in more than 100 years.
1: I thought that was pretty significant. And there is some... uh... Trends that that were developing uh, in, in uh, places that they work that would, due to the increase of technology, more telecommunicating or hands-on work culture were leaving Americans stressed, less rested. And here is the other thing: spending more time on social media. Uh, yes. A number of years ago. Number of years ago, we'd gone on a cruise, my wife and I. And at the evening dinner, we we'd have eight ten people at a table dining, and in the table next to us was a group of ten people, three generations, all of them on their cell phone, doing social media, but no no interaction.
0: Yes, that, that's seen a number of times when people are in restaurants that they're on their cell phones. Uh, what I like doing is I like to move closer to the people talking, making it clear that I'm trying to listen to their conversation and then they get angry. Well, (laughs) too bad. You want to talk loud enough so the person can hear you? Well, we're sitting beside you in another table and we can hear you also. And it's kind of funny. Um, In the 2021 survey, this is this year, only 45% of Americans agree that society is better off when more people are married. In comparison to the 2017 survey, where 56% of the population said the society is better off when people are married. And how many things do you watch on television? Uh, I I like watching YouTube and there was this interesting train that was going down a mountain and it couldn't stop itself. Got up to 120 miles per hour when it was only supposed to be at the most 60 miles an hour. The brakes weren't working. And they crashed into a town. Because Mm -hmm. some of the houses were right beside the train tracks and the train jumped off the train tracks. It was going so fast and destroyed three houses. And it said that in one of the houses, there was a man with his girlfriend living and died. And they just kind of skipped over it as though that was okay for an individual to be living with his girlfriend, what what does it what should the church be doing about couples who are living together outside of marriage?
1: Well, uh, it kind of depends. Were they a couple nuns that were living there?
0: Well, you better explain that.
1: <laughs> uh, another one that I sent you, which no, 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 which... no,
0: no, no, you got to explain.
1: Okay, know are you're an, talking about an, Roman
0: Catholic nuns?
1: <laughs> no, not Roman Catholic nuns. The, the nuns are the N O N E S, and they're the millennials and the Generation Z, predominantly uh, young people that that have left their formal Christian backgrounds and gone into um, be- believing that there is a God, but he's a generic God out there. And kind of, in, in a sense, have left the the, the faith and the doctrine of Christ's uh, uh, salvation only through Christ. And
0: they have to leave the church because one of the readings during the past weeks was Jesus talking about when a person uh, has a sexual conduct with someone, that means they're committing adultery if they are not married and or fornication. And, of course, they don't want to hear that in the church. So they become nuns. They just leave the church. Because you're talking about Generation Z, Z. Most millennials don't view marriage or family formation as life goals. Instead, they view their job as more important.
1: Right. And at the end of this article... Which I thought was rather uh, interesting was that the U.S. that uh, in the U.S. they're moving away from faith as we categorize the nuns, and we talked about the nones before, but uh, they make the statement that uh, that when they go to goals now related to uh, family formation, which is family formation is associated with an active practice of faith. And I found that interesting. That, you know, we put our faith in, into 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 action. What do you think they're talking about? Faith in action.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they had a set of goals, and what did not make the top ten for young adults around the world include caring for the poor and needy, becoming more mature spiritually, and enjoying life before having more responsibilities. And uh, a lot of women who are graduating from college are discovering that what they learned in college doesn't give them a job. And, And therefore they're very despondent. They've got all these loans that they had to take out to stay in college and they're having trouble getting a job that matches the payments that they have to give back to the government.
1: Yeah, so these things, caring for the poor and things of that nature, wouldn't we call that a sanctified living? I explain that. Well, you discussed it the other day, the justification we're declared free uh, by faith in Christ, and we're no longer accountable for our sins. And the works that we do thereafter is is sanctification or holy living, living out our lives daily in our walk with Jesus.
0: But sanctification is only done by believing Christians because those are works of the Holy Spirit. And teenagers and others who decide to live with someone without getting married, they should be disciplined by the church to the point of excommunication because if they take the Lord's Supper, living in that unrepentant sin, it is to their detriment.
2: Yeah, well, thanks very be-
0: much for having these articles on tomorrow's Law & Gospel. It's an open mic Friday where you can send me an email. You might have a question about what Wes and I talked about today. Law & Gospel at Law and gospel 101com I'm Tom Baker, Wes Reimnitz. God bless you.